What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent. Welcome back to the YI Network, where we interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started doing what they're doing so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a special guest with us today. It is Nick Glassett. Nick, did I even say that right? Glassett. It's not as fancy. Oh, man. Oh, shame on me. Nick Glassett. Nick, Nick Glassett is a district manager for Journeys right now. And he has a lot to share with us today. Um, we're sticking a little bit with the business theme. We had uh, Patrick McDavid last week, but let's go ahead and get a district manager in here today. And Nick, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's go. Now, Nick, how are you doing today? I am doing excellent, man. Couldn't be better. Great, great, great. And Nick, I, I know you're on vacation right now. And he, Nick is actually, Nick, where are you? I'm in Destin, Florida. Destin, Florida, and please describe the view because I was watching your Instagram story today or yesterday, last night of when you uh, first came in, and the view was amazing. So, if you could please describe it to the audience just a little bit, just to just to put them in your in your your space right now. Sure, sure. So it's an Airbnb. It's on the second story. I'm sitting at a little dinner table in the dining room area. In front of me is three giant windows. And out those windows is basically the Gulf of Mexico. Beautiful. Uh, there's a couple couple palm trees to the right, and the view is just blue water with some cars going by on the street right below. It's incredible. Yeah, and I, I know my audience can only imagine, but my man is on vacay. I mean, me and Nick have actually been going back and forth, back and forth for about two months now, and we finally... Finally, finally, again, the interview out of the way. I've been waiting for this for a very long time, so Nick... Let's go ahead and dive right in. Uh, first okay. off, can you, can you give us like a little bit of a, like a, I'm, my introduction wasn't that good. I just said you were the district manager of Journeys, but can you give us like a little something just to add on to that? Of course, man. So I'm um, 34. Um, I started working at Journeys when I was 18. So I've been there 16 years. Um, I started as seasonal shipment guy. So more or less the lowest totem pole or lowest rung on the pole you can start at. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Let's see. I'm a soccer player. I still play to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, I got two kids, a boy five and a half. His name is Boston. And then a girl, she's one. Her name is Brody. Mm-hmm. Um, married, beautiful wife named Michelle. And really, dude, I just love business. I don't know how else to say it. It's kind of, you know, my hobbies look like work and work ends up my hobbies. So. Mm, and gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, and again, we, we're all about people like you. So let's go ahead and dive right in now. My first question, of course, was going to be, you know, why'd you become a uh, district manager? But I heard you just told me that you started off as the bottom of the totem pole. So can you talk a little bit about that and like how you even got into it at the age of 18? Absolutely. So I just graduated high school uh, about two weeks out. You know, I'm looking for a job. I was uh, enrolled and accepted to go to the University of Utah. And so I wanted a job that I would be able to work you know, part-time while I'm in school, make some decent money. And honestly, I think I had to pay my cell phone bill and my car insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And so I was just, I was applying to random places. Honestly, 
I wasn't a very outgoing person or I guess a very engaging person. So I'd applied at, you know, car wash, warehouse places, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get a phone call and it's my best friend's girlfriend who works at Journeys. Mm-hmm. And she says, hey, do you want this job or not? You need to come up here today if you want the job. Mm. And I had no idea what she was talking about. Mm. Uh, but anyways, I told the guy, the guy that was driving the car I was in, I said, hey, you know, turn around, dude. We didn't get to go to the mall. Mm-hmm. And so basically, you know, I show up, I talk to her, I meet the manager, and I'm hired. Wow. So that, I mean, that seems like God knocking on your door for real, for real. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's something that I didn't think would turn into much. I just, I needed a job, you know, I was probably making minimum wage at the time was five twenty five, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had some bills to pay and I was in school or I was going to be in school. So it was just, you know, whatever I could get, I took. Okay. So, I mean, after that, you obviously started working your way up. So like, what was, when, when did it hit you that, okay, this might be a career for me? So it, it, that actually took a couple years, but um, I didn't, you know, right in the beginning, I didn't really like the job much because, like I said, I wasn't very outgoing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked working in the back room and doing the shipments, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm good with numbers and they all have stock numbers. So it was it was uh, really fit with my strengths there. Mm-hmm. And then um, my boss kind of came up to me and said, hey, man, I'm going to have to let you go if you don't start selling you know, if your, your sales numbers don't improve. Wow. And, and so I said to him, you know, all right, man. Why don't you teach me how to sell that? Mm-hmm. You know, and he already had. I just didn't listen. So now yeah. I'm ready to ready to learn. Mm-hmm. And through that, you know, it, it takes a, a couple of weeks, but I start to realize that I'm I'm kind of good at selling, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. Mm. And from that point, you know, I started doing better and better and better. I started getting more hours. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then as things go on, you know, I wanted to move out too. I still was living with my parents, and so you know, I. I started kind of asking questions about becoming an assistant manager and, and my boss started to work with, him, with me and teaching me the stuff I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then I, um, I became an assistant manager uh, not for, a long time later. It was uh, 11 months later is when I got promoted to be a, an assistant manager. Okay. So, I mean, what I'm getting from that story, because my, my, uh, the next question was uh, actually – you know, what were some childhood hobbies and habits that you think led to uh, what you're doing today? Now, uh, a couple of people I've interviewed, uh, especially uh, the the number one one I'm thinking about right now is John Lee Dumas, actually. And he actually um, he told me that he actually had no childhood hobbies and habits for uh, what he does today, even though he makes like four hundred thousand dollars a month off podcasting. But it's just like he said that he just started it one day and just like grew. He you know, he developed the skill himself. It wasn't um, anything that he had naturally. So do you feel like it was the same way with you or was it like something natural in the childhood that like really just came out? I would say the only thing that um, kind of connects the two together is me playing sports. Mm-hmm. And so if you get into an, any industry that's sales related at all, mm-hmm. there's a competitive nature to it, whether you're competing with the other salespeople, mm-hmm. you know, for how many accounts you closed, you know, or there's the chart on the wall with the stars on it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to compete with yourself, you know, this yeah. week I sold this much, next week I can sell it even more. Mm-hmm. There's a natural, there's a, a natural drive that comes from that that's just kind of a different version of competitive. So 
me playing soccer, you know, I mean, I played soccer from when I was four till I was 18. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a couple uh, D, D2 and D3 scholarship offers that I didn't take, mm-hmm. you know, but I, soccer was my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I also, um, I mountain biked and then it's like, it just through natural progression, if I do something, I look for a way to compete. So I was actually a competitive mountain biker, you know, in my youth as well. So okay. Those two things equate so well to um, sales. Mm-hmm. So those, but that's really the only common thread that I can see. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And I mean, you were telling me in the beginning that you were kind of a quiet guy, not not particularly quiet, but you weren't really uh, much of an extrovert, uh, so to speak. So I feel like if you know the when you when your manager came up to you and tried to convince you of sales, that really like just stuck you onto it and really uh, helped you help guide you. I feel like. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's it's not like I was some recluse. You know, I mean, I was just a confused eighteen-year-old. Yeah. You know, that didn't want to talk to people at that time in his life. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it helped me. The the sales part helped me come out of quote unquote my shell mm-hmm. so much. It's incredible. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, do you recommend like a sale? I mean, I used to do um like last year I was in an MLM and I did sales and I think that was a huge help for me actually. Um, even though I. I ended up quitting, but, um, I think it was a huge help for me. Like it, it definitely opens your mind up to like different things. It opens your mind up to talking to people. And again, that competitive stuff too, it like really, it's really just like a basic skill that I feel like everybody should know. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I, I tell, you know, I tell people all the time, if you can find, um, a job that is selling related Mm -hmm. and, and the more sales, oriented the job is the better Mm -hmm. and you can have somebody mentor you to hone that skill Mm -hmm. it is a skill i I don't know if there's a a better skill you can um i don't know if there's a better skill you can get for the workforce and honestly for life i yeah me neither especially in in america in a capitalist government everything is for sale everything oh yeah so if if you can sell yeah you're gonna go buy a car the guy is selling you the car you know, but the other side of the negotiation is still a version of sales, mm-hmm. you know, from, from that all the way to, you know, you're looking at an apartment or, or, you know, whatever, dude, this, this anything, selling anything, anything, you, you buying some shoes, anything. So it's just, you know, everything is selling. Uh, but I, I feel like it's really the, um, just speaking to other people that I feel like that's the, the number one thing, like getting, getting to really interact with other people and knowing how to interact and reading people. Uh, seeing their body language and all that, I think I feel like that's an important life skill. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's go ahead and uh, dive into this next question. What is an average day like for a district manager? Man, that is a question that has probably thirty different answers. Mm. So, um, you know, as as any multi unit manager um, can probably attest to, there's days where you go out and you're the HR department. There's days you go out and you're the payroll department, you know, and you have, you know, you have that other, like the real HR department or the real payroll department backing you, Mm -hmm. but you have to go out and attack situations and take on challenges with other people, with other human beings. And so the challenge, you you don't know what's going to hit you. You're Mm going to get a phone call and somebody didn't get paid. Mm. You have to figure that out. So realistically though, I mean, you know, it's a very uh, numbers-driven. You know, I think business, as as big data continues to expand, it's getting more and more, you know, um, math 
mm-hmm. driven. So morning is look at sales numbers and, you know, kind of see how everything did and where you need to pay attention, where you maybe need to make a phone call, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Then you, you know, you're going to go visit some of your employees. You're going to go to a store. So then it turns into, I don't want to say psychologist because that would be inaccurate, but mm-hmm. it's kind of close to that where you don't know what that person is going through. You don't know what challenges you're going to face. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to walk in and, you know, start a conversation with someone and that you don't know what they're going to tell you. Yeah. Um, and then that, that kind of is the meat of the job. If you ask me where, um, how you interact with people and how you mentor them, how you teach them, how you help them grow, how you connect with them is what, what is what separates a, you know, multi-unit manager. So a district manager from being average to above average, because, at the end of the at the end of the day, you drive away, and then you've got X number more of more locations that you oversee. Mm. So you're not going to be going back to see that person anytime soon, more than likely. Yeah. And so you have you know a six, seven, eight hour window where you have to make a two to six week impact because that's the next time you're going to see them. You know, depending on wow. how many depending on how many stores you oversee. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, that sounds real, real interesting to me. I mean, that's pretty much like being a, uh, it sounds like being like a franchise business owner for real, for real, like owning many franchises and just popping in on them for real, for real. I mean, that's, that's what it sounds like to me. Do you like draw any similarities to that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's probably pretty close. You know, there was a a point in time when I was, I was still a, a really new district manager and I was driving, I'm on the interstate, I'm driving to a faraway store, and it kind of hit me how much, um, I guess you could say, pressure is on me every single day because, mm. you know, I get to go there for eight hours and I'm done. And every single person at that location, you know, is talking about me coming, is nervous or hopeful wow. or whatever. You know what I mean? I and never so, even thought of it like that. It's a lot of pressure where, um, what I, what I kind of say is, or I teach is you're not allowed to have a bad day mm. because if, if my bad day is somebody else's bad month, because you're not going to see them again for, like I said, two to six weeks. Yeah. And, and so whatever it is that you've got going on, whether it's professional or, or personal, mm-hmm. you have to be able to compartmentalize it and then go focus on what that person needs from you that day so you can deliver mm-hmm. and then you go home and it's uh, I, I don't want to say it's mentally taxing and and put a negative connotation on it because mm-hmm. it's not that at all mm-hmm. it's just it's a big responsibility yeah yeah no doubt no doubt at all I mean shoot so that I think that actually perfectly segues into my next question which is what do you enjoy least about being a district manager it's a it's a good question because I I enjoy so much of it. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even though you know you're responsible for so much, you know if you hire the wrong person and they do something they're not supposed to do, mm-hmm. and even even if it ends up catastrophic, mm-hmm. it's still your fault because yeah. you hired that person. Mm-hmm. But I I actually like that too. I like that level of responsibility and and ownership that you 
that you just have to take from it. So, mm. um, but that I like least about the job is probably that, um, you know, I haven't worked at one location with a group of people where we all go to the same place every day. Mm. I mean, I haven't done that, you know, since, uh, 2010. Yeah. And so there's a tight knit bond that you get when you all work with each other in the same store or the same location. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of goes away when you become a district manager because you're at a new place practically every day. So a lot of the, a lot of the relationship building is, um, is done over the phone or even, you know, a little bit through email, but mostly over the phone versus in person. Okay. 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 And you know, one of the uh, big pillars of life for, for human beings is, uh, having a sense of community. So I, I feel like that, you know, that's a big, that's a big one that, uh, people should take away from this interview. Uh, maybe a lack of community, uh, for being a district manager. So, uh, that's a, that's a good point that you brought up right there. Uh, so I'm going to counter that with what do you enjoy the most about being a district manager? It's a kind of actually the same answer to not to be confusing, but mm-hmm. the, the opportunity that you get to build relationships with so many people that, you know, you got to think if, it, depending on how many locations you oversee, there's like this pyramid of people below you from managers to assistant managers and, and then the sales associates that they're all looking to you for guidance. They're all looking to you for um, to provide them a path through the company and to help guide them. And that responsibility is enormous, mm. but that's without a doubt my favorite part. Is, is everybody's got their own little path that they need to take based on their skill set and their personality, figuring that out and then helping them um, exploit that mm. to have success is just a joy. Yeah, I, I feel like number one thing is leadership. So like you have to have leadership number one if you want to be a district manager. Like it has to like you have to be a leader. You have to be. And the number one thing about leaders is building other leaders. So knowing how to, you know, exploit their talents, exploit just just, you know, getting the most out of each person and really building them up so that they can build somebody else up. Absolutely. Great, great, great. All right. So let's uh, dive into my favorite question. Um, Now, you knew this was coming. Do you think that grades mattered at school for the success of your career? It depends on. So you can do the job so many different ways. It's. It's going to be a yes and it's going to be a no. So I'll, okay. I'll go from, I'll go from my personal, um, account. Mm-hmm. No, no. Now, what, what could be a yes is you got to work your butt off to get a, you know, 4.0. Mm-hmm. You got to work your butt off, you know what I mean? To build a relationship with that many, with that many people. But, but for me, no, they don't, the two don't yeah. matter. Yeah. No. It makes a lot of sense. And again, I love that answer. I love it. I love it. I mean, every time somebody tells me that answer, I, I smile comes right on my face because, you know, I got, um, I'm only 20 years old. I don't know if people know this, but I'm only 20. And, you know, I, I was in school, but my parent, my parents really wanted me to go to college, but I, I just told them, look, college ain't for me. Like even elementary school wasn't for me. I used to skip class back at elementary school. Forget high school, forget college when y'all started skipping school. I was skipping <laughs> school back in elementary school. So it was just like, you know, school was just never my, my flow. And, you know, a lot of people in my family right now want me to be in college right now, getting a degree and whatever. But it's just like, nah, I'm, I'd rather do this. I'd rather like, this is really something that I want to do. So I, 
hearing that answer just brings a smile to my face. You know what I'm saying? So um, let me let me go ahead and ask you this uh, new question we got here. You know, they say that everybody is born with a purpose. You know, some people say that. Some people say everybody is born with a purpose. Um, what do you feel that your impact is? Like, what do you feel your purpose is? So this is a awesome question, and I'm going to give you a big answer, but it's one that it's uh, I mean mm-hmm. 100% and is near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. I just want to change the world. Mm. And I don't think, you know, in my opinion, you don't change the world by, like, changing the world Mm -hmm. you change the world by changing one person's world Mm. and as you go and impact that one person then their world is now changed Mm -hmm. and then you can go on and do it with another person Mm -hmm. and another and another and another Mm -hmm. now another cool thing about that is if you change one person's world Mm -hmm. they may go and pay that forward and change another person's world but you'll never know. You have no freaking idea. Mm. It's all in front of you. And it's, you know, one person's world, one person's world. Mm. I, you know what? That makes a whole lot of sense to me. Because, uh, I mean, there were definitely people who impacted me to the point where it changed my world. And now I'm doing something that is changing the world. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's a very big takeaway that you just said right there. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and wrap this interview up. It's been an excellent, excellent interview. Um, but let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about something else after this uh, this question. But I, I want to get this question off. So uh, if you could give one piece of advice to somebody who wants to be in the position you're in today, what would it be? I would say be very self aware. So don't go try to be somebody else. Go do what you're amazing at. It's such a complex position and it's such um, a big responsibility that if you're going to embark on you know, trying to become a district manager, it can be stressful and you need to make sure that you're your own self. Mm. So focus in on what you're good at and double down, triple down, quadruple down on those things. Mm-hmm. And the things that you're not very good at, I'm not saying ignore them. Because you're going to need to work on them a little bit so they're not, you know, it's not a vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But focus on what you're good at and then through that, you'll be able to make a huge impact on other people's lives and in your business. Beautiful. And, you know, the, the part that we uh, I was trying to get to is the fact that you are actually transitioning right now. So you, you don't plan on going uh, any farther with journeys uh, so far. So you're going to start your own uh, actually, go ahead and explain that for me because I, I'm not going to do as good as, of a job of explaining it as you are. So go ahead and uh, explain the transition. You know, it's I, I've worked for I've worked for this company for 16 years, and it's near and dear to my heart. I absolutely love it. I love the leadership um, above me, and I love all of the people that have helped mentor me along the way. Um, but you get to a certain point where. Um, Something different is just on your brain mm. constantly, and mm-hmm. that's and that's what it is for me. So I want to I want to venture out on my own and start my own consulting company and and go make an impact in other people's lives that are um, small to mid sized business owners and help them do the things that I feel I have as natural talents. Mm-hmm. And I don't I mean I don't know any other way to to explain it other than 
kind of a follow your heart type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just been on my mind and it's something I want to do. And so I'm going to venture out and give it a shot and hope, hope for the best, man. Work hard and hope for the best. Of course. Of course. And you, I have to plug you. I have to plug you. So, I mean, do you have anything like lined up or any type of way that these people can follow what you're doing or like get in contact Absolutely. with you if they want to? Uh, get into the business that you're going on to. Yep, I absolutely do. So I have a, a blog that I started um, about two years ago as an outlet to just kind of get some creative stuff out and, and do some writing. I, I enjoy writing a lot. And then, you know, that's kind of, I think, what's going to turn into the consulting business. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the URL for my, my blog is originleadership.com. Mm-hmm. And so you can go there and see me and read all the stuff that I write. Um, and then of course I'm at Nick O glass, that's Nick underscore O underscore glass on pretty much all social except Facebook, but Facebook, you just search my name. Exactly. So seems, seems simple enough. So originleadership.com, right? Yep. Originleadership.com. And guys, you got to check him out. I mean, honestly, a district manager for, well, even been with one company for 15 years and has been just completely crushing it uh, ever since then. And he's, you know, at the top and is now in a transitioning phase. So he's done, you know, what some people have just dreamed of doing. So this is like A1 advice from somebody who, again, has been in the game for such a long time. And, you know, Nick, I, I got to thank you once more for having an outstanding interview with me today. Again, we were playing a little bit of email tag uh, for like two months uh, trying to get this interview out the way. So I'm very, very, very satisfied and happy uh, with the interview that we had today. Awesome, man. I, I couldn't be happier and, and more honored to be able to share my story with uh, with your followers and your listeners and, you know, hopefully there's somebody out there that you know can get some get some value out of what we talked about today i know they will and folks there are three kinds of work a job a career and a calling most people have a job you're lucky if you have a career and you're truly best if you find your calling i hope we've helped you find it today and that's a wrap wait wait wait, wait. before you go make sure to subscribe to our youtube itunes podcast SoundCloud, and Google Play channels at YI Network. And make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at YI Network. That's Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all that. And if you or somebody you know loves their job and would like to inspire others too, make sure to email me at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you guys soon.